Okay, let's hit the injuries real quick. We'll start off with uh, Texans wide receiver Will Fuller. I mentioned this yesterday, but he's going to be out two to three months with a broken collarbone. Big blow to the Texans and big blow to any kind of fantasy players are really hoping to snag him in a late round. He bounced back. Um, well, he didn't really have a bounce back here. He had a two good games to start off and didn't really do much. We were really hoping maybe in year two he'd get it together, maybe uh, fix his catching issue, but now he's going to be out two or three months. Uh, fantasy perspective, mm, you know, uh, someone's probably still going to take him in a late round, at least in our league. We have a, um, injured reserves, so you could snag him, put him on injured reserve, and you know, bring him back. So uh, it might go in a late round or a free agent pickup for us, at least. Rams defensive tackle Dominic Easley is out with a torn ACL he suffered yesterday. And this is kind of another big blow with Aaron Donald holding out for a contract dispute. Uh, surely he'll figure, they'll figure that out and he'll come in. But, you know, during training camp, you, know, you need healthy bodies everywhere. Uh, Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard was carted off practice yesterday with a lower leg injury, he, but he just rolled his ankle and is only expected to miss a little bit of time. He'll be back before week one. Um, just a nasty sprain, so no big thing there. And then Chargers offensive tackle Forrest Lamb, second round pick, has a torn ACL. The Chargers can't catch a break, man. They're dropping like flies, so we'll see what happens. You know, they're spending the first year in L.A. at that tiny, tiny little stadium. Um, it's going to be an interesting year to see there. And then JHI missed Wednesday's practice due to a confirmed concussion. And, I, you know, this is just kind of a little side note because we've just been talking about CTE and head blows. So uh, it's not good to get a concussion before the season even starts in training camp. That kind of sucks. So that's the kind of big headline injuries I saw. If I miss one, call in. What do you think about these injuries? What do you think about Aaron Donald? We haven't even talked about that. If you're, if you're anyone's like a Rams fan, L.A. or St. Louis, give us a call. Um, what do you think, think about JHI? I think, uh, actually, he had a great year for fantasy perspective, too, once Arian Foster kind of retired. So hopefully he can stay healthy, be ready for the season. And so that were the injuries, and let's head on to the headlines. Okay, so as far as headlines go, I saw that first-round pick, Miles Garrett, has now joined the first team with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is all expected. He's the freaking first-round pick. Of course, he's going to be the first-round thing. So I don't know if that's too much news. So I'm sorry for wasting your time already. Sorry, let's move on. Um, I mentioned the other day that the Saints made a move with the former um, lineman from the Chargers, Orlando Franklin, and I, this actually, actually happened quite a few days ago. I just never mentioned it, but he was cut five days after joining the team with the Saints. Um, Sean Payton cited his sore knees for being a reason why they ultimately let him go because they have so many linemen right now on the PUP list. They needed healthy bodies, um, so that wasn't really a good fit. They might bring him back later, but this is a guy, again, who drafted in second round by the Broncos. Um, finished his contract there, went to the Chargers, signed a five-year contract, let go after two seasons, and then now he's signed with the Saints, and let go after five days. So it's not a good look, and uh, don't, not sure if any other teams have interest in him. I know he made a visit to the Jets, so we'll see if uh, he lands with the team. But yeah, not a good look for that guy. Um, let's move on. John Gruden has now officially shut down the coaching rumors again. So apologize for wasting your time with that too. It got me excited as well, but he says he doesn't foresee himself coaching anytime soon. So you know, somewhat other uh, radio guy from the Houston area made a good comment. Um, John Gruden's kind of pulling Brett Favre's here, man. He's just like, he's kind of playing with us at this point. He kind of likes to get our hopes up, likes to get his name in the whole crowd and the whole shuffle, but then he'll just shut it down. And I guess if you're at ESPN, they're firing people left and right. So, you know, got to kind of stir the pot a bit. So that were the only little tiny news headlines I saw. If uh, you have one you want to talk about, call in. Let's talk about them. But uh, I think we're going to move on to Josh's call here. So uh, let's move on. Hey, what's going on? Josh here. Hot takes and cakes. Um, man, as far as RG3, uh, you know, that shoulder injury, uh, Garoppolo too. Uh, if you notice, 
I don't know, but I've seen it uh, with, with a lot of younger QBs who, who don't know how to take hits from these from from these professionals, man. It's the NFL is a whole different animal in the college game. Uh, that's why they can run it as well as they can. Uh, but when you got these guys that that are weighing like damn near half a ton coming running at you, power flying off that line, and you don't know how to take the hit well, you're gonna get dug into the ground and you're gonna get hurt. And that's something that just comes with experience, learning how to take hits. And that's why some of these rookies, they get hurt. And it just damages their career. Josh is basically saying, uh, yeah, your uh, your stripes are showing right away. You can't hide once the pads are on. That's pretty much how I feel. And I agree with him. Uh, you get exposed quick. Can't bullshit when the pads is on. Well, it was more about like the rookies and the younger players not being able to take hits or they're not knowing when to get down right oh i see i see so uh, uh that might be a pride thing then i mean you're prefacing or you're prefacing everything you're saying with the word young so they're obviously they're young minded aka stupid you feel me well, <clears throat> excuse me. What's an example? Are we talking about RG three types too. Yeah, I think RG three. Oh, okay. What other players, younger players, have gotten hurt? Like, if you think about it, Peyton Manning, you've, I like I've honestly, when I used to watch him and I like really watched him, Manning, you've never seen him like really get lit up. Nah, he was smart. You're absolutely. He got right. like he he got rid of the ball really fast. I'm sure someone's gonna be like, "Oh, he got rid of the ball really fast." But let's flip it. Let's flip it. A quarterback who uh, wasn't good at getting down sliding but i'm not talking about new school um runners uh, aka you know we already know the brothers i'm talking about back in the day uh troy aikman got fucked up plenty of concussions i think the last one almost fucked up his jaw steve young steve young these guys these cats could have played longer obviously they didn't have to they won super bowls but uh you know aikman still making money for fox big ass hands they tell him so i mean so why do younger players just not get down? Because is it because the game is faster? Is it because it's too new to them? Is it because, like you said, is it a pride thing? They want to show their their men and they can stay in the pocket. Yeah, take I a hit for show though. I show their team for show though. That's got to be it because uh, they rookies. They're trying to earn the spot, even if it's a first rounder. They're gonna have to get their nose dirty and. I don't know, man. I think college is a speed game. So when they go to the NFL, it it isn't you know. Take it to another level, you know. It's, it's, it's wild, man. Thanks for the call, Josh. It was hilarious. So, my fiance and I. Hey, were, um, fiance. We were, we were cooking some bacon, and we're like, oh, lately we don't have a bacon kick. We're like, oh, bacon is dope. We eat bacon. We made a BLT: bacon, lettuce, tomato, on toast. You know. Love and she it. saw like one of those micro pigs and she was like oh that thing is so adorable and she saw it on tv i'm like we literally just ate that thing it was just really funny uh, to see like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's alive, like it's huh? just the the same thing only tiny and it's cute although it was adorable it's have you seen these things yeah yeah a micro pig you can like oh no no i haven't seen a micro dude, pig google google micro pig sounds like a good and so obviously site. everyone listening you can't see a micro pig but do yourself a favor google one of these things they're just like miniature pigs no, like that shit's not cute to me. Oh man! It, it, oh shit! No, wow. it's kind of cool yeah, when they, yeah, when yeah. they wow. run around. Oh dude. my goodness! <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah look, dressed like a little cowboy and playing the guitar. 
I guess uh, he's watching a video of a cowboy. Wow. Micro pig. But it's, yeah, it's one on top of a strawberry. Oh my goodness. Think of like small. one of those teacup Yorkie dogs, like a tiny purse dog, only it's a pig. Oh yeah, that's exactly it. Dang, but they probably shit nastier than uh, dogs, huh? Well, they say that size. Oh, wow. They don't grow into the big obese pig. Wow, what are they bred with? I don't know. Never buy a teacup pig. Pocket pigs, Juliana pig. Never do it. Dang. Anywhere from seven fifty to three thousand five hundred dollars for a teacup pig. Seems like a lot of dough. <laughs> teacup pigs, or also called micro pigs, are a marketing scam reaching back at least two decades, if not more. What? Horse like this, breeders put up listings for teacup pigs promising to sell petite porkers that'll stay permanently tiny, but they end up growing, man. They grow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Difficult to house train. Find them new homes. Why don't you just cook the pigs? <laughs> cook them, love them, care for them, then cook them. Hi guys, this is Ruben again from Houston, Texas. I called in uh, about the New England Patriots uh, not too long ago. Um, thinking about the Patriots, I started thinking about Tom Brady, and uh, Tom Brady's going to be on the new cover of the new Madden. Is the is he going to get hurt? Is the Madden curse going to get him or? Uh, is he is he safe, or is the goat just immune to that kind of thing? Um, recently, he well, I guess not recently, a few months ago or a week ago. I'm not really too sure of the time frame, but he uh, had made a video mocking the Madden curse and breaking glass and walking under uh, ladders and all that stuff. Is that going to come back to bite him? Is uh, are we going to see Jimmy Garoppolo finish out the season? Is the Madden curse real? The mana curse is real as shit. Oh. I'll tell you how, man. Uh, Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper was hot back in the day, man. I believe he was on the cover of Madden 2000. Tore up his fucking knee. And was never the same again. Madden 2002, I apologize. Dante Culpepper. This guy, you know... Former University of Central Florida's star went to the Vikings, had Randy Moss to throw to, immediately led the team 11 and 5 in his rookie year. Conference championship. Rookie year, almost two for 4,000 yards, ran for 500, went to the Pro Bowl. Can you believe that, man? No. Unbelievable. And then just a few months later, bam, got his knee fucked up by the Steelers. That's the Madden curse. Peyton Hillis? What year is that, my man? 
2011. Peyton Hillis. I wouldn't even call that a curse. That was a. Well, that, he, he, he shouldn't have been on there, man. Peyton Hillis. That was weird, right? That what was weird. What the fuck was he doing on there, man? Was that like a. I mean, do I have to play that card, man? I mean, what, what, oh, here, here's a good reason. This release was delayed by two weeks due to the NFL lockout. So it's like, yeah, lockout. Shit was going slow. They're like, oh, who the fuck are we going to put on this thing? They're like, Peyton Hillis. You think so? Oh, wow. If that is, that's... No, I'm starting I'm starting some shit right now. Oh, man. I'll tell you who it really fucked up. Our year. The year we graduated high school. Sean Alexander of the Seattle Seahawks. My goodness. Yes. What this guy did to get on the cover, he was the first player in the NFL to score 19 rushing touchdowns in only 10 games. Most valuable player. Went to the Super Bowl. You know, they already lost, though, but... And then the following year, got fucked up week three. You know, I was was originally going to say no, but then I looked at the last few covers. If you check them out, this past year was Gronk. Gronko Bangs? Yeah. He got hurt, huh? Right. And then before him, Odell Beckham, who didn't get really hurt, but he just got like really, he was in the news a lot for like a lot of stupid things. Like the whole marriage proposal to the kicking net. He was just like in the news for the wrong reasons. So it wasn't like necessarily a curse. It was just that prima donna bitch status, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to link the things, man. I'm just trying to find the curse. I don't think it strikes that year. Some years it strikes, but uh, like the year before that, Sherman, it didn't strike that year. But anyways, um, Toronto, I said uh, Brady. You already know, man. Brady gonna do it. And he gonna. I mean, nah, he's not even suspended this year. You know, he almost broke records last year and he missed a couple games. Correct. I forgot to mention that violin earlier. It was for any Miami Dolphins fans, as y'all heard, hard seek first sports. Holla at him, holla at him, holla at him. Harv was such an on Tannehill's injury. That was around noon. Well, uh, I believe it's confirmed no structural damage. That's what I'm reading now on NFL.com. Hall of Fame game starting. Holla at you, boy. What's good, bro? Hard seek first sports, man. You know I had to jump in on this one. Two things, man. Physically, I'll just say I disagree. He's not top 32, but we can chop on that some other time. Only get a minute. Um, as far as millennials versus the older generation, um, caring about cap kneeling during the anthem, I'm with you there. I agree. Some care, some don't. Um, I would also add that most of the old heads know the third stanza of the Star Spangled Banner as well and most most millennials do not so those that don't know um it might shed a little bit more light on why cap did what he did and also tweeted about it about many people not even knowing what the third stanza of the star spangled banner really says so i hear you man hey good call i appreciate y'all content as usual man i'll be checking y'all out man gone